I am thankful that you joined us tonight. It's good to be in Bible study. Let's start a new Bible study tonight. If you want to turn in your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 9, you can press pause and take as long as you want. (laughs) Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 9, now that you unpaused it. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts higher than your thoughts. We'd like to start a new Bible study on a vision of God's higher ways. The theme of our church this year is 2020 vision. And it's on the church card in case somebody forgets. And 2020 vision is good vision. Well, it'd be good to find out the ways that God works. And so there's some ways that God works that aren't the way that that man does it. And so we want to look at these for the next few Bible studies. Come hang out with us and and let's learn about God's higher ways. And let's pray because we need to pray. Lord, thank you for your word. You know that your word will not return unto you void, but it will accomplish that which you have set out for it to accomplish. Thank you for your word. And thank you for each one this evening and those that will listen to this podcast later. And God will give you glory and that your word would have its intended purpose in our lives. In Christ's name, amen. Let's go. So the first of God's higher ways I'd like to bring about is man's way is to prosecute enemies. God's way is to pardon enemies. Think about it. If someone commits a crime against you, you want justice, right? Put them away. Take revenge on them. Take their stuff. Kick them out of their house. But God's way is to pardon his enemies. Isn't it interesting that God's ways are different it was true in Isaiah. He said, "My as the heavens are higher than the earth, my ways are higher than your ways. God just has a different way of doing things. In the book of Romans chapter 5 in verses 6 through 8, it says, pause, right? Unpause. For when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Notice, not for the righteous, but for the sinners, for the ungodly, for the rotten people. In verse 7, Romans chapter 5, For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. And history is replete with people laying down their lives for friends and loved ones. You know, for a young attractive lady, a man will lay down his life for an innocent child. And these things are commendable, but notice this. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God's ways are higher than man's ways. Man prosecutes his enemies, God pardons them. It was said that a governor visited a prison and he was escorted through it so that he could speak to the prisoners. And one after the other, the prisoners fell to their knees before him. And they were bewailing their lot and predictably protesting their utter 
innocence of all the charges that had been brought against them. One prisoner in this bunch was silent. And finally, the governor's curiosity was aroused. You, he called, you there. And the prisoner looked up. Yes, sir. Why are you here? And the prisoner said, armed robbery. And the governor said, are you guilty? And the prisoner kind of shrugged his shoulders and he said, entirely guilty. I richly deserve my punishment. At this, the governor said, warden, release this guilty wretch at once. I will not have him here in jail, where by example, he will corrupt all the innocent people in here. But truly, God is here to pardon men and women. God's way. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 55, if we look at the few verses preceding the verse that we started with, the Bible says, Seek ye the Lord, Isaiah chapter 55 and verses 6 to 9. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God for he will abundantly, here's the word, pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways, your ways, my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts, your thoughts. God desires to pardon. Now, what is a pardon? It, strictly, a pardon expresses the act of an official or a superior remitting all or the remainder of the punishment that belongs to an offense. As the queen or the governor pardons the convict before the expiration of his sentence. You see that all sin is ultimately against God, isn't it? So a preacher, but I lied, but ultimately that's against God and not against the one you lied to. Well, I stole. Well, ultimately, it's the sin, not because you stole, but because it violates God's rules. And it's a sin against that superior person in authority, against God. There's an account in Genesis chapter 39. There was a young man named Joseph and he was sold by his beloved brothers into slavery. And then he was sold unto one of Pharaoh's officers, Potiphar, and he began to work for him. And there was a time that came that uh, Potiphar's wife had her eye on Joseph, and he was a godly man. And she uh, said, lie with me. Now, she didn't want him to tell lies with her. She wanted him... To do something else. And if you're a kid tonight, ask your mom and dad what that means. But he refused. And he said unto his master's wife, Behold, my master wadeth or knoweth not what is with me in the house, and he hath committed all that he hath to my hand. There is none greater in this house than I, neither hath he kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. Notice what Joseph said. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Notice Joseph realized that all sin was not really against 
uh, Potiphar, uh, but against God. And another time she tried to uh, get him and he fled and left his garment in her hand. She just kind of dragged off part of his clothes. But he realized that sin was against God. And ultimately, the, when God pardons us, we want to serve him because sin is against God. I, I remember uh, in a hotel room, we were at a church conference and I had my own hotel room and I was praying, ironically enough, at the side of this bed and I noticed in the hotels, the beds, they kind of go all the way to the floor, the, the base of the bed, there's no under the bed and there was a wooden base and, and out of it, I could kind of see part of a magazine, it wasn't mine and it had one of those shiny covers and it, it wasn't a uh, Homes and Garden magazine, right? And there was a voice in my head that said, oh, you could look at that. No one's here. I don't know how that magazine got in there. But uh, so it was me praying. And I remember I said this, something to this effect. This is about 20 some years ago. I said, God, I want you to trust me. And I, I lifted up that bed uh, it was really heavy. I lifted up that bed and shoved that magazine under there and lowered that bed back down on the ground. Why? Because the sin, nobody would know. We'll say, preacher, nobody would know. But I would know and God would know. But you see, tonight, if, if there's some sin in your life, God wants to pardon sin. God's not here to prosecute you for sin. God is here to forgive you and pardon you for sin. He's the one that can do it. He's in charge. In John chapter 8, uh, some Pharisees brought a woman to uh, Jesus who had, according to what they said, been taken in the act of adultery. And so Jesus stooped down and began to write on the ground of the temple with a finger. And, and uh, they were accusing him and saying, Moses said she should be stoned, but what do you say? And eventually he lifted himself up and he said, Ye that are without sin amongst you, let him first cast a stone at her. And they said they began to be convicted by their own conscience. You see, they needed pardon as well. Maybe not for her sin, but for sin. And they went out one by one, it says, from the eldest to the last. And then Jesus was left with the woman. And she was standing in the midst. He lifted himself back up and, and he saw none but the woman. And he said, woman, where are thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She said, no man, Lord. Jesus said unto her, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. You see, God desires to pardon us and man might desire to prosecute. If somehow you don't give your life to Jesus Christ and you wind up in hell, you will be trespassing. Because hell was not created for man. It was created for the devil and his angels. Man was created to fellowship with God. God's way is to pardon. Man's way is to prosecute. And God said, well, doesn't, isn't there anything to be said about somebody paying? Well, Yes, and that is why Jesus went to the cross. In Isaiah, it said, Surely he hath borne our griefs, carried our sorrows. Isaiah chapter 53 and verses 4 to 6. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, 
and afflicted. Notice, not smitten by the devil, but smitten by God. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. God paid for our pardon. The book of Revelation chapter 1 and verse 5 said he washed us from our sins in his own blood. God has a way and it's to forgive. God has a way. It is to forgive. The second thing. So God desires to pardon. The first thing, man desires to prosecute. Well, what's God's way? Look at another one of God's ways. Man's way is to hold grudges. A grudge isn't just something you park a car in, right? Man's way is to hold grudges when you've been done wrong. God's way is to forgive. Now, forgiveness refers especially to the feelings, doesn't it? It means not only that one resolves to overlook the offense, but to reestablish relations with the offender and gives up all ill feeling against him or her. If it's your wife, forgive her. In Matthew chapter 18, it said, Peter came to, to Jesus and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till seven times? Now, pardon is from a superior, but forgiveness focuses on the feelings. Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, until 70 times seven. That's 490 times. Really, Jesus was saying to Peter, you just need to keep forgiving him indefinitely. God's way is to forgive. Man's way is to hold grudges. You see, God's higher way is a way that we can put to practice. I remember when I was working at a drywall company and we went to a job site and I went in the wrong way and they were getting ready to grade for uh, asphalt. So I was driving this tractor trailer in the wrong place and it shouldn't have been there. And this man came out and began cursing at me and, and uh, told me to get out of there. Well, it was hard to get out because I had to back a tractor trailer up. If you've never done that, it's not like backing a station wagon up. And so another gentleman came and helped me to get out of there. And when I got back to the shop, because we had to go back again, I asked my boss, Steve, I said, can I carry a GTS? That was the name of our company. GTS coffee mug. And we had these to give out to customers and different things. And uh, he said, you know, sure. So I, I got this. I think it was even in a little cellophane bag and I walked up to this guy when I went up there again the guy that had cursed at me and had a generally just didn't like me for driving and shouldn't have been driving on there anyway but I, it was an honest mistake and so I walked up to him didn't say anything and I just kind of extended that coffee mug brand new coffee mug and coffee's good on job sites right because you always need a good coffee mug and I remember he dropped his head like in shame and stuck out his hand and introduced himself. And right there I saw the power of forgiveness. You know, we didn't say, I forgive you, I'm sorry, I forgive you. Men don't always say that, okay? But there was a reestablishment of 
the relationship, he stuck his hand out. And you know that that's what God wants us to do. God's way is to not hold a grudge. God's way is to forgive. And if you can't find it in your heart to forgive someone, find it in God's heart. Because for Christ's sakes, he forgave us. We can forgive others for the sake of Jesus Christ. God's way is to forgive. Man's way is to hold grudges. God's way is a higher way. And the last thing in Bible study tonight, so we've got that God's way is to pardon while man's way is to prosecute. God's way is to forgive while man's way is to hold those grudges. Let him go. Let the grudges go. You'll feel lighter. It's a great way to lose weight. So if you don't want to give up eating cheesecake, but you want to lose some weight, let go of some grudges. They're like weights that hold you down. Let him go. Amen. Plus, if you don't let him go, God can't forgive you. You can check that out, okay? You have to forgive others. It's important as a believer. <laughs> it's vital. My daughter said something about not forgiving someone, and I said, okay, you don't have to, but if you don't forgive them, God won't forgive you. And she said, oh, I'll forgive them, something like that. She kind of changed her mind. Why? Well, at least I'm going to get forgiven by God. <laughs> it doesn't mean what people did to you is right, but you can't harbor any ill will in your heart towards anyone. The Apostle Paul said that uh, he, is, he was void of offense. He exercised himself, right? To be void of offense, to have no offense or ill feelings towards God and towards man. To have that forgiveness in his heart. The last thing tonight we want to speak with is, and if you're listening to this in the morning, the, the last thing this morning we want to speak about, and if you're listening to this in the afternoon, the last thing this afternoon, the last thing this midnight, time's irrelevant in a podcast, isn't it? But it's evening right now, so whatever time and uh, time zone you're in, the last thing of God's higher ways tonight is man's way up is up. God's way up is down. James chapter 4 and verse 10. Isn't it something, you know, you climb that ladder, but God's got a ladder going down, not up. It's the corporate ladder going down. It says, humble yourself in James chapter 4 and verse 10. In the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Humility, I've read, isn't thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. In the book of Philippians chapter 2, it says, in starting in verse 4, Look not every man to his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. 
Man's way up is up. God way, God's way up is down. But notice in verse 9, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven, and things in earth, and things under the earth. The, the, the Bible is very clear here that if we humble ourselves, that's our job, isn't it? Not to exalt ourselves, but to humble ourselves. Just like Jesus did. When Jesus was about to be crucified, and this occurs, you can check it out in John chapter 13, and verses 4 to 7, it said that he knew that the Father had given all things unto his hands, that he was come from God and went to God. Jesus was aware of his divinity. So what would he do as a divine member of the Godhead? He laid aside his garments and began to wash the disciples' stinky sandal feet. And after he was done, he said, Ye call me Master and Lord, and ye say well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye ought also, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For I've given you an example that ye should do, as I have done unto you. Jesus said, I gave you an example. I gave you an example. Humble yourself. Why? Act like Jesus. And you say, well, preacher, I really want to get ahead. I don't want to just keep going down. Well, 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 6 and 7 says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. And before I close, isn't it wonderful when you're in God's way and you humble yourself and say, God, I'm going to humble myself, that you can absolve yourself from worrying about stuff because you belong to God. God, it all belongs to you. And God, you do with it as you see fit. We know that promotion doesn't come from the east or the west or the south, but God is the one that promotes. Promotion comes from God. And then we can cast all our cares upon him with our pride because God cares for you. God has some higher ways. Join us next Tuesday. We're going to be dealing with some more of God's higher ways. God bless you and have a wonderful day. Bye.